Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Intervisions of the Inspired Podcast. This is your host, Raymond Ricks, the second, better known as Sunra Ricks. Um, excuse me, I'm, I'm a little under the weather today, so just kind of bear with me. You know, the creator wanted me to um, spread this message here because the topic for today is going to be life after COVID. COVID has impacted the world, especially here in America, where there is 2.8 million cases all time. And you see over 23,000, close to 24,000 deaths altogether and many more. So, um, this is going, this was a very, very dark period. And we're still in a dark period. Since 2000, I still feel that this is a major dark period for everybody who has suffered from COVID. So I want you to sit back, relax, and let's enjoy this wonderful message of inner visions of the Inspire podcast. Hey, everybody, what's going on? What's going on? I'm glad to be back here. Um, you know, Saturday was a major event over at um, Yosemite Baptist Church. Um, I just wanted to remind people that that's not what I believe in. This wasn't to take a shot at anybody who goes to Baptist Church or even Yosemite. It's just, I had a great time because I, you know, took in um, one of my, uh, you know, because I'm caring for one of the patients there um, and he normally goes to that church. But that's not what I believe in. I believe in spirituality. I believe in truth. I believe in real truth and justice in a positive spirit. You know, I've learned from Dr. Phil Valentine that religion, European religion, is not spirituality. This isn't to take a shot at. This isn't to take a shot at Europe. I got, I got a lot of love for Europe. But Dr. Phil Valentine was right. Religion is not of, of spirituality, especially positive spirituality. Now, if somebody from the church tells you, oh, sorry. Yeah, bump into one of my son's uh, toys and it made that sound, um, you know. If somebody in the church tells you, you can have a good attitude all you want, but if you don't have Christ in you, or if you don't have the mission of Allah or Mary, Judah, then you're bound to go to hell. Just look at them and walk away. Trust and believe me. You have a system that works for you. They have a system that works for them. Okay? Church isn't meant for everybody. 
Catholicism isn't meant for everybody. Um, Temple 7 isn't meant for everybody. It's meant for some people, but not for everybody. You know, we got to stick with a plan that works for us, that will keep us on the right path of victory. All right? So if Christianity works for you, stick with it. If Allah works for you, stick with it. If atheism works for you, stick with it. That's all I'm saying. You know, it's about uplifting one's happiness and not um, tearing each other down. That's right. So our topic is going to be life after COVID. <clears throat> you know, COVID is, um, we're, gonna, we're gonna say this, COVID hit very hard and rapid in the early part of 2000 or since, um, I think it was in March of 2020. All right, but little do people know that the coronavirus became widespread during the late Bush and into the entire Obama era. Even Susan Rice has said, has admitted that the coronavirus has, has gotten worse. You know, I'm not trying to get, you know, I'm not trying to get all political but I believe in telling the truth instead of just making up a beautiful lie for you to believe. I want you guys to, you know, do your research, do your homework, look it up, and tell me what you think. You know, your opinion could be different from mine. That's all good. It's all good. But from my studying, from my from my research that it got worse before Trump but it's not the hero there so life after covid okay now uh, where did the coronavirus is coming from from the webmd website there have been numerous investigations to determine the origins of SARS Cove too, but it's not conclusive. The coronavirus is behind Middle East Respiratory Syndrome and Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome developed from bats, they say. The virus first appeared on a small scale in November 2019, with the first large cluster appearing in Wuhan, China in December 2019. It was first sought SARS-CoV-2 made the jump to humans as one of Wuhan, China open air wet markets. Later theories voiced concern that it may have originated as a biological weapon in the lab in China. All right. But let's read a few more. Seven coronaviruses can affect humans. The one that caused the SARS emerged in southern China in 2002 and quickly spread to 28 other countries. 
More than 8,000 people were infected July 2003, and 774 people died. A small outbreak in, 20, in 2004 involved only four more cases. I mean to say 2004. This coronavirus caused fever, headache, respiratory problems, such a cough and shortness of breath. <coughs> MERS started in Saudi Arabia 2012. Almost all the nearly 2,500 cases have been in people who live in or travel to the Middle East. This coronavirus is less contagious than its SARS cousin, but more deadly, killing 858 people. This is from the um, WebND website. All right, I want to um, tell you the statistics of it. All right, hold on one second, everybody. Hold on one second. And I, I'm trying to, and I apologize if I gave y'all the inaccurate information. I was inaccurate when I said it was 23,000 deaths. But when I look into this website called World O Meter, you had 678 million, over 678 million, 678 million coronavirus cases. You have, guess what? 6,791,316 deaths worldwide. Recovered 651,000, I'm sorry, 651,448,633 recovered. So um, it, it was pretty deadly. Um, I've known a few people who have died or had a near-death experience with COVID. And this, this virus was hell. It was completely hell. All right, I've noticed, when I remember it, I remember that there was a shutdown all across the country because the coronavirus was getting worse and worse and worse. You had sporting events canceled. You had you know, damn near the NBA season nearly canceled, but they decided to play in the bubble. Um, they had to shorten Major League Baseball season. Stores, small businesses had to close down. Um, 
major businesses had to close down for days and days. And the total loss of revenue skyrocketed to record highs. And certain people politicize it to just to get themselves reelected. It shows the true colors of both parties. All right. Both political parties show no signs of urgency to get rid of it. Now, I, now I do support and back up Trump, but even I will have to say they took it lightly. Even though it wasn't his fault, he took it a little too lightly and he could have done better. But it's neither here or there. But ever since, or even during that COVID era, you've seen the world become more chaotic. And to this day, inflation has risen. What? Tremendously. All right. People have suffered mental illness issues. But it is particularly deal, dealing with the loss of income, the increase in rent. Okay. They're so mentally out of it. They, they've turned their attention to alcohol. So it would ease their troubled mind because they don't know when they're going to get their next meal because there were massive layoffs due to the pandemic. Massive, massive unemployment. Where there were people, there were federal employees that filed unemployment and was getting, what, damn near $1,000 a week before they could return to work. It was, it was getting chaotic. It was getting extremely chaotic. You know, um, I've never seen, I've never seen a country, I've never seen the world become so vulnerable. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, my wife, she had it. I think my son had it. And it was it was it was scary. It was scary. I talked to an old friend who I, who I was so close with. Told me that she had a near-death experience when it came to COVID. By the grace of God, she was able to make it through, you know, because she was pushing to make sure her daughter was okay, make sure her kids were fine. Now, that's a strength of a woman. That's right. Times were tough. 
All right. Small businesses and entrepreneurs suffer major financial losses. But I look at it at the positive side. There were more and more homeschooling. There was more people, more people stayed at home and work remotely. And you still have people doing that today that left the door open for remote work. So that's the that's the positive that I see. And I think they should keep working remotely, especially if a mother has kids. I'm for remote work. All right. But so many people died. So many people. You have a lot of people who were against the vaccine. I was against the vaccine myself. You know, I was against it. I did, I'm gonna be very open. I took it just to keep a job. Because when when it's time to pay rent, when it's time for my son to eat, when it's time for my son to go to the doctor or get clothes, it costs. And I do what I have to do to put food on the table. But when I look back at it now, I've I've said, you know what? I compromised my principles over money. And that's something that I will regret for a long time. I regret it. But I refuse to take the booster. I refuse to take any more vaccine. Because that vaccine made me, it kind of deteriorated my body for a moment. I didn't tell you guys this story, but there were times where I get into certain moods. It's, it, it has affected my mental health in a sense to where it has has its connections to alcohol. Mentally, I wasn't myself. I didn't feel like going to work. I didn't even feel like living. So it kind of, the vaccine, the COVID has kind of activated my depression and anxiety at one point. There is a connection of anxiety and depression from the vaccine itself, all right? Don't believe me, I'll do research. I'll even tell you. I'll even tell you. That's right. Hold on one second. Hold on, everybody. All right. Mental health outcomes after SARS-CoV-2 vaccination in the United States from the Journal of Affective Disorders. 
worsening of anxiety and depressive symptoms have been widely described during the COVID-19 pandemic. It can be hypothetically that the vaccination could link to reduced symptoms of anxiety and or depression. However, to date, no study has assessed this. This study aims to examine anxiety and depressive symptoms after vaccination in the United States. Adults, meanwhile, test sociodemographic disparities in these outcomes. All right, data from the January 6th to June 7th, 2021 cross-sectional household pulse surveys were analyzed. Using survey weight logistic regression, we assessed the relationship between SARS-CoV-2 vaccination and anxiety and or depressive symptoms, both on overall and sociodemographic subgroups. The result, in over 450,000 participants studied, 52.2% of the particip participants had received the COVID-19 vaccine, and 26.5% and 20.3% of the participants reported anxiety and depression, <clears throat> excuse me, anxiety and depression, respectively. Compared to those not vaccinated, the vaccination participants had 13% lower odds of anxiety, adjusted odds ratio of 0.85, and so on and so on. Disparities of the above associations were identified in age, marital status, education level, ethnic race. The conclusion, being vaccinated for SARS-CoV-2 was associated with lower odds of anxiety or depressive symptoms while those more middle-aged or more affluent were more likely to show these negative associations. Okay. But what about the effects of remdesivir? Remdesivir. They didn't they didn't really explain remdesivir. All right. Hold on. Hold on, everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for pausing, but here we go. Okay, so, all right. May 2020, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration issued an emergency use authorization for remdesivir in the treatment of hospitalized COVID-19 patients, Food and Drug Administration. Remdesivir is a 
nucleotide analog antiviral drug. It is an investigational drug against COVID-19, and to date there is relatively little known about remdesivir from human trades. Experience from previous viral pandemics suggests that the immunological response to viruses themselves has the potential to cause neuropsychiatric manifestations, including encephalopathies and psychosis. It is too early in the course of the current COVID-19 pandemic to evaluate such associations for COVID-19. Antiviral drugs such as those used in the treatment of human immune deficiency viruses have been associated with effects of the central nervous system. Neuropsychiatric manifestations include mania and psychosis. Little known, however, about the potential neuropsychiatric adverse effects of remdesivir. All right. Let's see the evidence of Ebola viruses. In the case reported in remdesivir therapy for Ebola, mini, was it meningeal tests treated with high dosage corticosteroids and intravenous remdesivir therapy. No serious clinical or biochemical events were reported. Apart from a transient rise in serum amylase level. All right, so, wow. It can be very telling, very telling. Now here from Cambridge University, On May 20, okay, yeah, I've already read that part. But you have people in Cambridge University that said remdesivir has no, um, was it? It doesn't have any neuropsychiatric adverse effects. That's what they said. But we're not talking about people's hearts being broken because they lost their loved one due to COVID. All right, it has had a PTSD moment. Uh, a lot of people who lost their loved one or who have suffered a near-death experience suffer from PTSD. And they have still suffered from depression and anxiety. That rate has doubled since COVID because I've experienced depression. It was so bad that I've turned to alcohol. All right, there are more and more people who are on the cusp of suicide because they don't know if their jobs are safe. They have a huge mortgage to deal with. And because of COVID, they couldn't get their jobs back. They couldn't 
even afford to pay their mortgage. Some people couldn't even afford to pay rent. <clears throat> so COVID was a crazy period. People more than ever were still wearing masks. They were afraid to get exposed to it. There were people who refused to come out of the house because COVID was that bad. It was horrible. But you have a lot of people who are far right, who are against the vaccine, who are, you, you'll see them on Instagram and on YouTube and TikTok exposing the vaccine where more people, and this is fact, more people do die from the injection of the jab, the vaccine, than COVID itself. You know, the more obese and unhealthy people are, the more likely, the more likely they will lose their lives during COVID. Obesity and heart failure and the dieting is a leading cause of people dying from COVID and dying from the vaccine. Oh, no, no, I take that back. Ignore it. No, 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 no. The vaccine was worse. But people who are living healthy are less likely to be affected by COVID. By the grace of God, I didn't get COVID. A lot of people in my family got COVID. They contracted the virus. But by the grace of God, I wasn't contracted with it. Now, at one point when my wife first got COVID, I felt symptoms. I felt, I felt very weak and I was like, oh my goodness. My wife was sick with it and I was I was kind of feeling a little nauseous. I was feeling a little out there. I thought I had it, but turns out that I was negative. Turns out I didn't have it. So that was from the grace of God. There are many of you who were lucky to back away from over and not have it. Hold on one second, everybody.
All right, everybody, I'm back. Sorry for the wait. I had a phone call that I had to deal with. <clears throat> so I am going to cut it short. But COVID has a crazy history um, coming from Wuha, China. The laboratories is in Wuha, was it Wuhan, China? And the other one, another lab is located in North Carolina. So there is some kind of connection there. Um, just be thankful for each other. Be thankful because the loved ones that you have, cherish them and love them as much as you can before they're gone. Life is not promised to anybody. So remember to love each other, love yourself, and obtain this happiness for yourself. Because nobody owes you any happiness but you. And life is just too short and unpredictable for you to be feeling sorry for yourself all this time. Things happen, life happens, we can get emotional, we can break down, but we have to find the courage to love ourselves enough to know that life is not over. We still gotta find the happiness and we still gotta keep on moving because there's so much to conquer. There's so much to conquer in this world. What will you do? So until next time, much love to everybody who has listened. Much love to Utah. Much love to Singapore, Yemen. Thank you all for tuning in. Much love to California, New York, all of you. But most importantly, WGAG Radio. Much love to all of you. Till next time, I'm out.